Welcome to Mindset Win Uncut, a version of the podcast where we give you a full-length interview with one of our guests. Today, we've got one of the best and most recognizable tennis players in the world, Stefanos Tsitsipas. The theme for this episode was flow state, that feeling when you become fully immersed in whatever you're doing, a phenomenon that allows you to achieve things with a clarity you wouldn't usually have. We only managed to scratch the surface of what Stefanos had to say in this episode, and he's such an exciting and thoughtful athlete that we wanted to give you the opportunity to hear his interview in full. Hello, I'm Stefanos Tsitsipas. I am from Greece. I play tennis here uh, at the Moratulu Tennis Academy, and that's what I do for a living also. My patience is my biggest mental strength. I think this is something that this generation lacks a lot, especially with social media. They are very impatient and want everything right now, right here. I was a pretty hyper kid, yes, but I learned with time to become slower pace, but also think about my intentions and think what I was about to do. And I think that's a very important asset to have these days in order to do that extra more that you're looking for, whether that's in your profession or in business generally. I think it's important to know when to let go. Some people are not able to let go and they're constantly looking for their kind of rush, something out there that's uh, going to redeem their efforts constantly, nonstop. And it's good sometimes to let go and appreciate the small things that you've been able to add and contribute to what you're trying to do. Even if it's adding, I don't know, 1%, some people are impatient when it comes to that and they want to get big results too soon. And I think that's what uh, really makes a difference at the end. I'm really looking more of, a, of the journey. I'm not really focusing so much on the destination itself. Of course, it's difficult sometimes to really manage that very well and be consistent in that kind of mindset. But I keep reminding myself in difficult moments and in situations where patience is key that you're here for the journey and for the memories of what you're trying to do. The trophy is uh, secondary. It will come if you're here for the memories. This will all follow somehow if your mindset becomes and focuses entirely on, on the aspect and uh, the idea of patience. I think my coach, when I first started and picked up her tennis racket, was a big element and a big reason of my development and the structure of my personality, the person that I am today. Obviously, my parents contributed to that a lot and my environment, you know. I was able to spend a lot of time on my own when I was a child. I had friends, but I also enjoyed spending time on my own and creating an imaginary world, sometimes with my fantasy and being really in my own kind of world uh, from a very young age. And I think that's where it kind of all started and it stems from there. It's very ironic because... I had two situations where I found myself in the same situation with the same opponent, but a different Stefanos at the time. First time I faced Rafael Nadal at the Australian Open in the semifinals, I was really impatient. I remember thinking like, okay, I really need to go for big things. You know, I'm playing against one of the best and I really need to prove myself with big shots and really go for it. And I cannot wait. I need to act straight away. And... 
years later after that, I uh, was able to face him again at the same tournament at the Australian Open, that time in the, at the quarterfinals. <laughs> and I understood after being two sets of love down, what I'm doing wrong with him when I'm trying to play him uh, at the Australian Open. I, it, it, that was my second time facing him at that tournament. And I remember coming to an agreement with myself saying, okay, you're gonna become patient. You're gonna wait. You're gonna enjoy and spend every single minute on court, enjoying the play, enjoying uh, the fact that you're competing and just make it a fun game. Try and stay in there for as long as possible. Like no one is rushing you to get out of here, stay and play. And it turned out to be one of the best comebacks I've ever done in my career so far. And I have a very vivid, strong memory of that because I really let go, as I, as I said before, I really released all expectations that I had. And that is also a kind of a way of metaphorically saying patience, you know? I was trying to focus on the present. I was trying to get the best out of the, of the present moment that I was. And it all ended up being one of the most fascinating, craziest, performances after being to set slow down uh, against one of the best tennis players of all time. It felt like I was in a cage locked and someone decided to unlock the cage and I suddenly felt free and every decision I went for didn't feel wrong. It felt like it was absolutely the right decision at the right time. It's like what I like to call flow. I was able to reach that flow by decreasing my expectations and what happened was I managed to get back in the match after being two sets love down with one of the biggest fighters that our sport has seen. Uh, I was able to win the third set. Uh, I was able to win the fourth set playing the same tennis that I started uh, in the third set. And the fifth set, it was just a pure fight. The strongest mentally prevails and that I was able to do and pull off uh, very well till the very end. And it was excruciating physically and mentally. And I don't think I've ever seen myself play at such high focus levels for so long. I, it almost felt like I wasn't able to escape my, uh, my concentration levels on court. Everything felt like it made sense. And you're able to explain it in a way, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like a drug when you're able to experience it, it, it feels it feels amazing to be experiencing such a thing. It brings you to another level. You're not playing with your skill anymore. You're playing with your soul. You kind of feel like you can see yourself from uh, up high. You feel like you're not part of your body anymore. Everything just happens auto automatically. Whatever you, you go for, you don't even have to think anymore. And it's an, an amazing feeling to be experiencing when you're competing at such high levels. And sometimes you don't get to experience it as much, but that was the epitome of it. I think it's something that every professional athlete should come across and experience at least once in their life. Uh, it takes a few hours to escape that because your mind doesn't want to shut down. It just enjoys that feel. Rafael Nadal, he accepted, of course, he congratulated me as uh, every big champion does. And there wasn't much to be said. I was just enjoying the moment, trying to process of what just happened. I was really in the zone as never before. I was really happy with, with that performance, with that kind of comeback that I was able to pull off.
there are so many emotions that go through your mind. And I wasn't really able to experience all of them at once because you just don't want it to stop. Uh, you wanna, you want this to keep going and keep going. And even going back to sleep that night was difficult. I had this conversation with my uh, mental coach, my mental trainer. We had this discussion, how can we get into that float state more often? And the answer to that, surprisingly, is that you just have to let go. You can't think that you want to be in the flow state. Once you think that you want to be in the flow state, you'll never reach flow state. It just happens gradually. It, it builds up. It's a climax that you reach. And it's a combination of effortless performance. It's a combination of stopping to overthink because I have the tendency sometimes to overthink. And when you just stop to overthink and you just act and also put a bit more of your instinct into play, I think this is the secret recipe of reaching that. For sure, there are a few things that you can uh, mentally focus on that there would be a higher probability of you getting there and experiencing that high that would eventually leave you stunned doing any kind of sports, really, uh, in my case, tennis. I do a lot of breathing before uh, I perform. It helps me stay calm. It helps me understand the way I exhale and inhale when I'm out on the court. And that is a very crucial and important um, element to my game. Uh, sometimes I hold my breath and that is something that I, I know other athletes and tennis players do. And it makes you very tired and exhausted after a very short period of time. And this is something that I've been really putting a lot of work and a lot of putting a lot of attention to. Because I feel like if you're able to effortlessly do what you want to do out there uh, without thinking of breathing, then you can really achieve great, great things when that element is out of your consciousness, when it happens automatically. And I also believe that also helps me reach that climax a bit easier. It can uh, certainly allow me to concentrate better. And it also somehow gives me more confidence that I won't get as tired as I would probably get if, if I don't follow that routine. It's part of my match routine in a way. It has become a ritual for the past two, three years. It has become part of my life. I've been following also a little bit of meditation, cleansing the mind and being a bit more uh, grateful for little things that add so much value to my life. There's just so many things out there that you can constantly uh, find that can improve your everyday life whether that's on or off court. And I highly believe that, you know, I'm, I'm an optimistic person and I always try and seek for the best, whether that's reading books, which helps me relax and zone out and get a fresher or a better perspective of the world and teach me also at the same time things about life that can also benefit me. And it guides me, yeah. It adds more soul uh, to my daily life. You learn with uh, your mistakes and also failure sometimes is the best uh, lesson uh, for moving forward. Reaching the, what I like to call the Zen mode is a goal. You know, you're able to perform at your highest when you're in that zone. Um, it has been working really well for me. I've been able to reach that a few times and it's absolutely fascinating. The results that you see when you're in that zone. It might come 
early or it might come later. It doesn't make a difference. You're just concentrating on your game. You're concentrating on uh, what you need to do out there. I'm not really concentrating on that stuff. It's something that just clicks gradually. You you, you can't force it. If it happens, it happens. I, I guess with more repetition, with more use of patterns, you might come closer to that. But I don't see a negative side to it. I stick to my game plan. I stick to what I need to do out there. If I had to describe it, it's probably, it, it's a feeling that makes you more relaxed. It makes you also feel like there is no right or wrong. You are just in the moment and you're doing what you're doing. So there is less of thinking. But also sometimes you need a bit more thinking because it's your mind registering certain information and making decisions that will want you to, in a way, survive. It's the fight or flight instinct. So you need that too. Sometimes if you are way too relaxed on the court, it can also be a huge problem, you know, when it comes to performance and your abilities. There are moments where you feel very lousy. You feel like you don't feel energetic. You you feel like you've lost a part of your uh, purpose and motivation on the court. And these these are the worst kind of days because you can't really do anything about it. You just feel that way. And if I just knew the answer to that, I would fix it straight away. It might be related a lot to sleep. That's why for me, resting and getting enough sleep is important before a big game or an important match. There are many factors. I don't really know what answer to that. But definitely like diet, sleep, rest and recovery is the main reasons why such thing would happen or occur during a match day. I haven't lost a lot of matches because of my physical condition, but I've lost a lot of matches, if not most matches, because of my mental condition and the things going through my mind. Physically, I feel like a lot of players are equally the same level because there is a fitness coach with you that most of them are in tennis for many years now and they have a clue of what you need to be working at. And I think it has to do a lot uh, with mental preparation, with mental, uh, you know, you need, you need obviously you need uh, food for your body to be physically fit, but you also need food for your brain to be mentally fit. I, I see it. Something that a lot of people neglect and don't put too much emphasis uh, to uh, when, when it comes to that. So I highly believe that tennis is a very mental sport. I like reading stories of other people, the things that they have passed and what they've learned from their personal experiences. I like autobiographies. I, I like a bit of sci-fi and uh, fiction. I read a few novels from time to time, but I do enjoy my autobiographies, other uh, entrepreneurs or athletes or businessmen, businesswoman, their own perspectives of things that made them a better person. And I think you can learn just so much from them because these people have obviously experienced much more and have been exposed to much more things than you have. I'm at an early stage of my career where I can really get a lot of things, uh, free advice, I would say, from these books. I feel like religion has a good side to it sometimes. A religion has been also very controversial in, in the past, in, in history. But I, I do enjoy the teachings of Dalai Lama a lot. I think he's a person that has uh, good ideas about life and principles uh, too. Uh, he is someone that has taught me how to slow down and how to be appreciative and, and thankful for the little things that add meaning to my life. And um, what makes me, me, you know, being 
grateful and being also uh, humble at the same time. I do think I'm getting very spiritual and I think it's a, a, a very important element that not many people take very seriously. Spirituality is uh, something that I seek uh, every single day and uh, you can just do so much with it. It's underappreciated in a ways, I guess. And I think that's my biggest strength compared to other athletes. Being able to process and understand the principles of life, the simple things that life has to offer. I'm also a big believer in when it comes to minimalism, I enjoy minimalism. I, I try and remove things from my life that don't add value to my everyday life and live sim a simple, meaningful life by keeping the people that uh, bring good kind of energy and vibes around me. And also, you know, with objects and stuff that I use every day, that adds so much value to my everyday life. And that also kind of cleanses my mind and cleanses the view that I have of the world. Like what are the essentials that we all need? Obviously clothing is a very important part of my personality and the way I express myself. I very much care about the environment and the planet. So I try and have as less plastic and things that are not reusable in my living space. And of course, yeah, minimize as much as I can. I only have the essentials. I am very conscious of what I need certain things for before I always think twice. I have my days where I'm a little bit negative. I think we all do. And I'd like my, to see myself be more, more positive and see things from a better angle. For me, criticism is important and I like receiving criticism. When I was younger, I was very sensitive to it. But as I've gotten older, I think it's an essential thing to have and kind of uh, work against it. Uh, that's the only way you can sort of achieve perfection, which I believe perfection doesn't really exist, but you can get close to it. And that it also comes with your attitude towards what you do. If you do it with love and care, if you wake up every morning and do the best things in your favor to succeed in what you do, obviously with uh, people that want and chase that same dream with you, then anything is possible and you can achieve everything you want in life with your mind. That's where it all starts. It all, it all starts with an idea. That was Stefanos Tsitsipas. And you will find tips on how to achieve and maintain flow state if you listen back to the original episode. It may take you some practice to get there, but it's really worth trying because being in flow state has been proven to help people reach their peak performance. That's all for this time, but don't forget there's a whole treasure trove of episodes with incredible athletes available now so you can listen whenever you want. 